So it is, I was used to start with like the date and stuff, but lately I just haven't because it records it for me. So that's kind of nice, but it is in November, almost December here. And something that I find is interesting right now is that I am learning a lot about the mind and emotions and things like that. And yesterday I talked a lot about blame versus ownership. And it's kind of funny that I do that because today is probably one of the hardest days to step into that ownership. Um, As I study more and more about mental health and things, it becomes pretty clear that that's something that's probably going to be a topic I study for my whole life because because of how I was raised and then also because of the things that I naturally notice because of how I was raised. And um, yeah, so I just feel like it's a topic that I'm constantly going to need to study over and over again because it is so relevant, right? Whether it's memories of being scarred from mental illness type of stuff growing up or whether it's just my own, who knows what it is. But all I know is that a lot of things are hard for me, right? Like I've talked about this before, about how a regular person in a regular day might be able to just go throughout their day and just think, oh yeah, no big deal, this thing, this thing just happened. And they just kind of take care of it, right? They're able to just like fluidly just be like, oh yeah, here's a problem and here's a way to just like make it better. And I used to think, oh yeah, like I don't have any problems. Everything is, is not that bad and that kind of thing. But lately it's been kind of freeing to actually like honestly assess and be like, no, but everything is hard for me, right? Like actually, you know, whether it's like different things that stress me out, whether it's like stuff that's going on with messes that are not healing and relaxing for me to do, right? Maybe some people actually feel relaxed when they see a mess and they think, oh goodness, I'm so glad someone just made another mess so that I get the opportunity to relax by cleaning it up. What? So anyways, as I was doing this, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm just going to flip my lid, right? It's like, I am trying to relax and I'm trying to read and I'm trying to learn and stuff, right? And then suddenly I just noticed like a big, big, like, because I know what happens, right? It's like you leave a sticky honey drink mess somewhere and then people are going to step on it and then it's going to get all of the carpet and then I'm, it's like all over the curtains and it's all over everything and it, it just spreads, right? So I've learned over time, it's like, now I'm 32 and it's like, yeah, well, like when that happens, you just take care of it as soon as possible so that it doesn't turn into like a bigger mess that I can't handle. Like at this point, it's, ha- it's manageable, right? Like you just dry it off and you just get it wet or whatever, whatever. Um, but now it's like, I was just like feeling so tizzied out or like the beginnings of feeling tizzied out. So I was like, whatever. I just got to do whatever I can do about this. 
because otherwise I'm just going to be a mess all because some spilt blueberries and some honey and water, right? It's like I can't allow for stuff and like the circumstances of my life to rain on what is mine to do, right? Like I just love that good wolf, bad wolf analogy that was shared one time with like some kind of native culture thing. But basically they all, they said like, hey, there's a story of this good wolf and a bad wolf, right? And basically um, they're, they're inside of us and it's this whole story about what are we gonna do? Like what's gonna happen with the big wolf, the, the good wolf or the bad wolf, right? And the whole idea is, you know, the one that's going to, like, take leadership in a person's mind and a heart is the one that we feed. So if we feed the bad wolf, that's the one that's going to be the one that reigns, right? And terrorizes and just creates more and more tyranny kind of experiences. Tyranny of the mind and heart. And then it goes beyond from there. But if a person allows for themselves to feed the good wolf then the good wolf is the one that reigns, right? And goodness and kindness and righteousness and righteous dominion and all of that good stuff can happen because the good wolf is fed. So I'm really trying hard to step into that. Yesterday I thought I conquered something to do with like blame and ownership. And today I'm trying to conquer something inside of me that's all about like, I don't know exactly what it is. All I know is I woke up today and I felt like I really need to study mental health a little better and get into this frame of mind to understand how to take ownership of that in my own life. Um, because in, in like honesty, it's like, you know, like I read up about these like dandelion or like orchid children. And um, because it was relevant for me, it's like, oh, do I have orchid children or dandelion kids? Like which, which one or are they both? Or is this even relevant? And as I study more and more about it, it's just like, wait a minute. I wonder if I was a little bit of a dandelion or an orchid child at one point. And you know, like the thing that they actually say for an orchid child, they're like, hey, just so you know, if you have an orchid child, just be like super mindful of making sure that they have their rest, their play and their grow opportunities as much as possible. Because quite clearly, studies have shown that, that children that are orchid children who are extra sensitive and don't have the, the type of upbringing that would support them in their orchid behavior like tendency type of stuff just end up becoming criminals and like psychopaths and like you know like like you know like those kinds of things right <laughs> and it's just like are you kidding me are you saying that if I screw up being like parenting them it's going to result in them living in jail right like or whatever right because like they need that level of support Whereas for me, sometimes I take that personal as well, like not just for the child, but for like me, right? It's like I have to give myself some slack because honestly, I did not receive the level of parenting that I wanted to have, right? So I'm in the process of reparenting myself. Go, 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 go. Um, and because I'm in the process of reparenting myself, I need to realize that it's a miracle that I'm even alive, right? It's a miracle that I lived past the age of 10, right? Or 11 or 12 or 15 or 18 or 20 or whatever. I always kind of told myself I was going to die like within the next two years because I really kind of believed it. 
I was like, I don't think I have enough skills to survive, right? Like, I just don't. But I'm going to try anyways, right? And so I would just, like, keep trying. And I just keep trying. And thankfully, you know, I even though I didn't have the level of support that I might have wanted in different stages of my life, like as an adult or as a youth or as a child, I really am so grateful that at some point in my journey, I was able to find my Heavenly Father, right? And that made a huge difference, right? For me to have something to hold on to, for me to have something that I could be like, oh, well, that's really cool. Like, I now know that I'm a daughter of a king, right? I now know that I'm a daughter of God, right? And that actually does make a huge difference for me in my healing journey, in my process to to be able to um, have restitution with, you know, just all the things that I may not have been totally happy to experience growing up or whatever. But in knowing the truth, that this gospel brings to me it just it just makes it all better it makes it so i can forgive it makes it so i can just move forward and be like hey yeah these were some things that i experienced growing up and these are some things that i'm specifically incorporating into my life because i'm still like healing and recovering from some of those experiences that i've had growing up and as I'm in this process, it's good to be honest to be like, you know what? I'm just a living miracle of my Heavenly Father's work to just save me, right? And to be like, hey, yes, you were in certain situations that were probably not, not even probably, they just weren't ideal, right? And it's okay because I've got this, right? He's got this. It's the same thing. He's always got this. He's got it for the weather got it for the stars the planets the you know just like leadership and people and you know he knows exactly where everything's going and I just need to be this willing participant to be like hey what's the next step for building building this great work right and that's kind of where I'm going with this it's like I love that song that it's like you have a work to do that's been prepared for you long before the world was made yeah it's called the great work and i believe it because if i if that wasn't true if this great work wasn't true then i'd be kaputz already i probably would have been gone and passed by the time i was like whatever age right because like a human being is not meant to be able to like go through well maybe they are right but anyways like anybody else You'd think that they would just crash and crumble and fall away, right? And just like be deceased by now, right? But for some reason, Heavenly Father has been preserving me and somehow making it so I can survive through whatever. Yesterday we went through some nice videos that were really eye-opening, right? Because every so often I get a bit careless. I'm kind of a little bit rebellious and I'm kind of like, well, what's the big deal if I was like taken off to jail or whatever, right? But it was kind like humbling to actually like watch these videos of these people that were in jail and like you know just like seeing them come out and and just feeling the emotion of like oh my goodness that would be terrible it would be terrible for like me or a spouse or whoever to be to have to be confined to jail for 
however much time, right? And to live within like tiny quarters amongst people that they didn't know and just have to live there for however long, from, from somebody else's choice of however long that would be. And it's just like, oh, like that would just be so terrible. But then I got to start thinking, I'm like, that's like spiritual jail, right? That's like, that's like not what I want, right? Like that's not what I want for me or my ancestors or anybody that I know, right? I wouldn't want anybody to have to live through jail. Not now and not for eternity, right? So it's like, it's just so eye-opening whenever I get to experience these things that just like perk my interest and I'm like, ooh, like that is not, that is not the way to live. Like that's kind of how I've been able to perceive this whole COVID pandemic experience, right? There's been so many different restrictions that have been caused, like that have been created because of it, right? And in some ways I've been able to take it in as somewhat of a lesson about like understanding the depth of what it means like for example i would always hear the story of like how there's different um, levels of glory in heaven and they'd always say something like yeah on this level you get to do this on this level you get to do that on this level you get that and they always were very specific on the top level that's the only level that we get to see heavenly father jesus christ we get to be with them we get to interact with them and that kind of thing on the next levels they come to visit them or on the next level after that they don't even get to see them right and I always used to look at it and be like, but all three of them are so good, right? Like, it's not like you're in outer darkness. So, like, why would you want, why would it matter to be in a higher level if you could just be on the third level, right? But it's not until these restrictions that came about that I was like, oh, no, of course you want the highest level. Why wouldn't you want to live a life that would be completely unrestricted, complete, full access to all the people that you want to see and be with, to your actual Heavenly Father and Heavenly Parents. Like, like I know how I feel living in a different place than my parents. Like, it's hard to only be able to see them once a year, right? Like, to only be able to do that. And I, something's going on. Mom, guess what? What? And um, if you're not the celestial kingdom, then you have to burn forever while the millennium's going on. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Cool, I'll have to read that scripture. Um. So anyways, I feel like these restrictions are kind of a healing bomb for me to be like, yeah, yes, they're, they're tricky, right? But they're, they're just a taste, just a tiny clue of what it actually would be like in, like in the next life. If I am not willing to make certain choices in this life that will enable me to have even more freedoms now and forever, right? Like, it's not just like, oh, I can just do whatever I want to, and it's just going to be fine. Because I kind of sometimes have those mentalities. It's like, whatever, like, it's going to be fine, whatever. But, but at the end of the day, it's like, no, actually, there's some specific things that, that I want to make sure that I've just decided are just going to be my things that I follow so that I don't ever have to wonder if, I'm, if I have full access to all the blessings that are available for me to access, right? And so that's kind of some of my thought process right now.